Yo, if Julian on the brown note, apologies for smiling, but it's been a horrible decade and a really, really good last year. Um, the If you enjoy the Tory torment as much as I do, it has really been the most enjoyable period since John Howard lost his seat, uh, unexpectedly so, and even better than that era, the wheels are coming off so spectacularly. Now we have Scott Morrison, everyone, everywhere, all at once. Um, actually, let's check the latest, because um, whenever I do this show, within a few hours, it's going to be worse. So he's appointed himself um, a minister in secret, uh, which apparently no one quite remembers happening before. Uh, it started off with he'd done it for one ministry, which was the Department of Health on March 14, 2020. Uh, the Department of Finance on March 30th. The de- now we know it's up to five, including his role, six different ministries. Uh, Department of Industry, Science and Energy Resources, uh, April this year. Like it was, there was an election. Home Affairs, May the 6th. Now, remember that text about the whole um, Sri Lankan boat people coming over that was sent out on um, election day and he tried to pressure the Department of Home Affairs or whatever it was to um, amp it up. And he's actually secretly the Home Affairs Minister as well. And the Department of Treasury on May 6th. How much longer did he have in office? What was he doing? So it's like (laughs) I said last week, Caligula would have blushed for John Barillaro. Sorry, I just watched Greece again. Is Greece problematic? Shut up. So John Barillaro, um, he gave us a great week last week after appointing himself to a 500k role, and then ruined out my weekend because um, he was supposed to testify three times on Friday, including about his girlfriend getting a job, <laughs> trying to get a job for his girlfriend as well. So he pulled out on mental health grounds. I'm sorry, John. I don't believe you. Um, I just don't. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not claiming any badge here. Um, I had, like, a nervous breakdown about four years ago and hospitalised with chronic unmanageable anxiety. And using that kind of stuff to get out of testifying in court is sickening. Um, So... You know, like, I, I, I can understand why John Barillaro does have serious mental health problems because if you were a Tory uh, or a liberal in this country and you dented politics because you knew it was going to be your gravy train for the rest of your life, you were going to be paid several hundred thousand dollars a year and you just quit your, what, 400K job in politics to take up a lifelong 500K job that you appointed yourself to... And now you've got nothing. I mean, that cutting a cutting a liberal off from the gravy train. So he's so tainted now that who's going to go near him? Like he's he's brought shame on the flat. It's like you're you know in a criminal enterprise and you've you've brought shame on the mob. <laughs> it's like none of them are going to want him back now. Which is um, I, I can understand why that would be troubling for him. How do Optus say, how do Optus sit there opposite Gladys Berejiklian and say, so you've been all over the front covers in a, a sex scan and corruption scandal and had to quit your role. Um, we'd love to pay you $500,000 a year. 
So the the I mean the, the the classic one with Scott Morrison is that he had appointed himself health minister. You look back on how many interviews he did on TV during that COVID crisis where he said that he couldn't answer the question. It had to be referred to the health minister whilst he secretly knew it was him. It's just laughing at us, the arrogance of this thing. But why did the journalists, two journalists have written a book about this, which has been a open the whole can of worms up for... Like Scott Morrison could not be more contemptuous sitting on the back bench doing absolutely nothing. Look at Bill Shorten when he was ousted. He went straight back to the coalface and has never stopped. And Scott Morrison is just contemptuous. He like he went on hot he went on a paid gig the first week that he was supposed to be in office where he's being paid Four grand a week, five grand a week, more than that, probably more than that, probably six grand a week plus. He went on a paid gig. Who can do that? I can't go to my employer and say, yeah, next week I'm not coming in because I'm getting paid to attend this function. <laughs> and we're his employer. But why did the journalists sit on this stuff? You know, I blame journalists for this in, in, in a weird way. And and if you want to see Scott Morrison videos, scroll through my feed going back over the last two years. I've made some very pointed ones about Mr. Morrison. He is, to me, the most detestable person in politics, number one. I, I As a human being, I cannot stand his character at all. Everything about him is vile as far as I'm concerned. I've made many videos on that. But why? Like the, the, maybe I've been wrong about the press. Because maybe they've been letting the Liberals stay in power at a state and federal level for so long, knowing that it would destroy them for an entire generation. Maybe they're heroes. But why are they sitting on this stuff? If they knew going into an election that Morrison had appointed himself in secret to five ministries and his own staff didn't know, can you imagine if that was Labour, what these journalists would have done? Why did they sit on it? Why did the politician staff sit on it? Surely there's lots of pens and papers that are involved and, you know, lots of um, documents that were signed and lots of emails that were sent. How come none of these people come forward? It's like Trump in America. It's like they don't put Australia first at all. They put Scott Morrison first. Why did the Governor General sit on this? Why did the Governor General of Australia... The Governor-General is, whatever you think, is supposed to be someone that sits above the Prime Minister of Australia and, uh, you know, represents the Queen. Uh, and, and the only time this has come to a head is the CIA-backed coup of over, overthrowing Gough Whitlam, who was too left-wing and didn't want CIA bases in Australia, but we don't talk about that in polite circles, that it was a coup. Um so the Governor-General has, <clears throat> he's got $18 million received to his charity, but why is he, who is supposed to represent the Crown above all else, why is he doing Scott Morrison's bidding like this? You're telling me that he is encountering a, a, a Prime Minister that is assigning himself multiple roles that no one's ever done before, and he doesn't speak up about it. And his charity got $18 million. 
Now, Scott Morrison has been uncharacteristically quiet about this, but he's gone on to, um, I think, Ben Fordham's show and said, you know, we thought we were doing the right thing. Who is we? Who's we? It was you. You kept it secret. He cannot stop trying to get other people involved in his blame process. Now, if he thought he was doing the right thing, and blaming it on COVID, even though how is he blaming it on COVID when several of these appointments were made in the run-up to the election we just had and had nothing to do with COVID? So if he thought that he was doing the right thing because of COVID, there is no reason on earth not to do it publicly, not to tell your colleagues, not to tell the press, not to tell the public, I want to be health minister as well because in case something bad happens, we need someone in this role. That isn't what happened. He did it in secret for a reason. So everyone's asking now, why did he do it? Well, I mean, never underestimate the fact that I think this is a genuinely stupid man that should have been found out as a middle manager in a, as I've said many times, a middle manager in a tyre company where his lack of nous and intelligence and ability and his bullying, hectoring manner would have been found out and he would have been shoved to the margins. So never underestimate the fact that he blundered his way. He fell down a staircase backwards and landed in the role of Prime Minister with largely the help of the old boys' network in the press. So why is there any reasons? Megalomania could, could well be one. The way I see it, the only really realistic thing, other than, you know, maybe he was appointing lots of his um, clan from the Pentecostal world or from his political allies to various positions of power, like just scattering them everywhere to bolster his own support, is this. It's not because he wanted to back up these portfolios. It's that there was an election coming and he wanted... Now, all of this has happened like in the last sort of year before an election. He wanted to micromanage all his portfolios for the 24-hour news cycle. The only one that we've got is that he cancelled this um, gas drilling project off the coast because it was going to be a bad look electorally for some blue ribbon liberal seats. And that's the only one we've really got so far. So it's... I think he's just a megalomaniac that was trying to micromanage um, the the coming election. If anyone stood out of line, you know, he was um, going to be in there. We don't know what he's done at this stage. But then you have to look at his Pentecostal background uh, and look up a piece I did on Scott Morrison's evangelical faith and dominion theory and uh, the Seven Mountains mandate. And you'll understand the kind of man that this is. The Pentecostal world, Hillsong in particular, and um, whatever Scott Morrison says, his own Horizon Church are just a mirror of Hillsong, and he is very much involved in that Hillsong world through um, the the ex-leader of Hillsong, who he's been photographed numerous times. But Dominion theory is the theory that Hillsong operates by, which is that they have a divine right to rule. They literally believe that God has chosen them, not Catholics, not Anglicans, no one else but them, they have a divine right to rule. So I, uh, that could be part of it. Seven, the Seven Mountains mandate 
is that they need to have influence and pursue influence in politics, in media, in sport, in the military. In, you know, they need every aspect of um, cultural life. Um, they are, you know, they. It's why you get <clears throat> people on the Voice every year winning the Voice uh, from Hillsong or from some Pentecostal church. They seek this influence. So I don't know if it's a combination of those. Or just the fact that he was a terrible human being that the press have enabled. You know, there's been 10 years of support of the worst governance we've ever had in this country. They have been let off scot-free for so long that, it, I, I've said before, it reminded me of the Tory party in the UK who are going through exactly the same thing as here. But back in the early 90s, after 10 years of Tory rule, the press let them get away with so much for so long that they just became this amazing morass of corruption. So maybe it's it's just the fact that they can't believe that they've been elected and elected and elected despite sacking leader after leader after leader, both at a state and a federal level. So maybe that has compounded this... Um, you know, the fact that we in the Western world, in the Murdoch sphere, have elected three of the people of worst character in the history of politics in, in Trump, Johnson and Scott Morrison. It's these horrific, narcissistic, sociopathic, incompetent goons. How we got to that point, I blame the media virtually entirely. Uh, this is the Murdoch sphere, the world that Rupert Murdoch has created. And we keep asking how bad it can get. And I hope now that it all starts unfurling. So people are saying, you know, uh, oh, just just move on. No, this is, the, this is one of the worst things that we can do, move on. I don't want to move on. I want to go through forensically and look at every single thing that happened over the last few years, including the last election, in forensic detail, so that we can put things in place in this country so it never happens again. Not forgetting their corruption. We are only at the tip of this iceberg. Can you imagine how deep this goes? So no, we don't forget, forgive and forget. It's just politics. We are going to go through every single thing. Anthony Albanese, if you water down that federal ICAC 1%, that is it for me with you. You owe us every, every strength that federal ICAC can have, you owe us. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun to watch and who knows how it's going to pan out. But um, the arrogance of Scott Morrison and, you know, if only someone had told us that he was the worst possible choice for prime minister. And on that, I blame half of Australia for being the gullible mugs that didn't know that about him in the first place.